You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we once again bring you an episode about Nick Tark. We are into part two of the Alexis Stone double episode stretch. This is the seventh episode of season six, Alexis Stone part two. This was written by Ryan Murphy and directed by John Stewart Scott. Wow, uh, I'm sad that this episode was written by Ryan Murphy because. Wow, I didn't even realise that. Our first air on the 25th of November, 2009, and well, you thought last week was bad. Uh, my name is Ben, and you were thinking of me while you were masturbating into my granddaughter's panties? <laughs> oh, how, do I, how do I even follow that up? But uh, my name's Nick, and uh, you're not going to get a weird on me now, are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently me masturbating into uh, your granddaughter's panties isn't weird enough for you. Uh, okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexis Stone Part 2. Nick, we've finally reached the point of Nip Tuck where Matt is getting breast implants. Yes, we've been building up to this moment forever. It, it, you know, it feels like all we've been talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. It's, it's such, a, such an amazing storyline. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I uh, a few weeks ago basically got our beloved listeners to try and work out from point A to point B how Matt went from being a mime to getting breast implants. So uh, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. If you guessed correctly that he turned into holding up stores with guns, went to jail and became someone's uh, cellmate who wanted them to have boobs when he raped them, then you win a prize. And I don't know what that prize is. So um, that's that's uh, a very awkward skewiff moment from a character arc from episode one to episode seven. So um, good job if you guess that correctly. But uh, you mentioned last week that we should be kind of getting straight into things here. It's part two. We, we shouldn't be exploring new storylines or anything along those lines. We should know everything that's going on. But nope. Christian has to go to jail to see Matt, because why not? And it's not even, um, it's not even Matt. It's Kessler, a guy who is taking good care of Matt. And essentially, uh, Matt has been transferred to his cell, and he wants Matt to have breast implants, because he hasn't been with a woman in 16 years, and he wants to feel boobs, essentially. Um, Christian, one thing I'll say about this scene, uh, is that good acting here by Julian McMahon, he really does look absolutely shit scared of this guy. Um, and essentially, you know, he's not really giving him any choice here. Uh, I, I do like Christian trying to fight this, like, I'll get you a hooker, you know, I'll get you an appeal, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, good start to this episode. Matt needs to get breast implants in order to survive jail. Yeah, I, I mean... If I was a more professional podcast host, I may have actually um, kind of researched to see if this is actually something that has happened in real life because I know that Nip Tuck likes to talk about, you know, most of the stuff that they do on the show is based on real-life cases. I find this a very hard one to believe that it, it, it actually happened. Yeah, I, I mean, even the way he says it, like, if you think that they won't agree to this, you know, only Matt went to the psychiatrist and was all like, oh, you know, I want to be a woman. Like, I mean, this is written by Ryan Murphy, this episode. <laughs> like, there shouldn't be any excuses here. This, I mean, if this is a real thing, I feel, yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, please, anybody listening, all our prison inmates listening to us here on the Oz Network, hello, please, we love you. 
Uh, we don't love what you did, but, you know, I'm sure you're nice people. But, like, let us know. Is this something that actually happens? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Go after, like, a bigger guy because you've got man... Like, I've got man boobs. Like, I wouldn't need breast implants in jail. Um, I'm not trying to say that I want to go to jail and be someone's, you know, person. But, yeah, I... <laughs> Where am I going, Nick? I'm already losing the plot already. Um, so, so um, while you've been rambling, um, I have um, <laughs> been googling, and that, that's a that's a great name for a song, isn't it? While you've been rambling, I've been googling. But um, <laughs> the show. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I found a, a court ca- sorry a case that was in like like the nineties by the looks of it, and it's somebody who's a prisoner who wanted. A, a gender reassignment while he was in prison. Um, so potentially there might have been something, and it was going to cost the Department of Corrections like twenty grand to do it. Um, I guess this kind of goes a little bit to the stuff around, you know, Donald Trump, um, kind of, you know, um, not letting transgenders into the military because of, because of, you know, quote unquote, the cost of gender reassignment surgery. So potentially this is kind of a similar type of thing, but this isn't what this is. You know, this is a completely different thing where an inmate's getting boobs so that. You know his his prison husband can, um, yeah, it's yeah. I, I, I'm lost. I'm lost. I must say. One thing I will say in regards to this whole storyline is listen to our interview with John Hensley because he does retell a story around this whole situation. So the scene when it comes to him sort of at the end choking him, I mean, there's there's some fun stories to be told about when he was actually filming these sequences. So. Um, that's one thing that kind of, you know, alludes to our great interview with John, uh, who was obviously a very good sport in kind of re- retelling, um, the terribleness of these storylines. Um, but yes, uh, hashtag poor Matt really has come to its absolute peak right now when Matt's going to need to get breast implants. Um, now we then have, uh, oh, Julia is being, uh, questioned by a guy uh, it's kind of implied that it's a lawyer. Uh, we, it's kind of that old age old red herring, you know, fake out that it's just a practice run for the actual court case. Um, you know, asking about Olivia's death and Annie's depression. Doesn't mention anything about the hair eating, I think, here. Um, so there's kind of just that whole fake out deposition going on. Um, and we find out that poor old Julia apparently is aged 10 years in a month. Isn't that exactly the same thing that happened to Olivia? that she'd been going through all that stress with Eden, so that's why she led her to getting the surgery and what she died on the table. Uh, there's some weird editing that kind of cuts to Christian on his boat. Um, then he's talking to a police officer, and there's some uh, Middle Eastern men buying his boat, and basically Christian is giving $10,000, contributing to prison reform to this police officer in order to get uh, Matt moved into a different cell. So... Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, this is where we're at with this episode. I don't really have a whole lot to say on these. Yeah, um, Julia does kind of have the um, rogue from X-Men look going on, eh? Like, the kind of, we talked about it before, like that kind of pale blonde, but the, in, in the middle of her other blonde. Um, but, yes, I don't have much to do, much to say about this either, other than that none of it makes any sense. Um, yeah, the whole stuff with Christian is just, like, so weird, like... And I get why he's doing it, but surely there was a more kind of like logical way you could come on. Ryan Murphy wrote this episode. Yes. There must yeah. be a more logical way to lay out 
that bit of storyline. Like it's just it's it makes no sense. It's suddenly like I almost expect Doc Brown to jump out and scream about the Libyans. You know, like it just it, it makes no sense. Um, and yeah, just that's where we are. Though. I mean, um, you know, the, this this two two part storyline arc, whatever, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, I, I'd like to see the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> driving a yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. um Volkswagen coming out there. Um Julia gets Botox, um, which is, you know, great. Uh Sean mentions that they should move into a Malibu house or move into their own house. Did Sean not sell or move out or something of this house with Teddy? Like I swear he said I don't know. I've lost track of what was going on there a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be moving in essentially together as friends because, you know, once again, the Sean Julie stuff just has to, I'm so glad Julie's going to be missing for a while. Again, love you, Jolly Richardson. I'm sorry that you're once again becoming the perennial belting horse here on the show for badness, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of, yeah. Anyway, Eric is on a laptop, by the way. Uh, it's a different scene. Um, and he comes out in some fancy jacket. We get Erica being a bit creepy with Annie, saying that the Italians are only good for their fashion, food, and sex. Um, they should have mentioned diving in there, but that's another story. Um, Connor apparently is also learning the French horn. Uh, wasn't there violin lessons or something going on with them in New York? Then Sean was like going off at something and we were trying to work out who that was. Yeah. Um, Sean and Julia are, are over again and, uh, Trying to get, um, Chris, uh, trying to get Christian. We wish it was more entertaining there. Uh, trying to get Annie. Shouldn't say that. Annie's here, Ben. Be positive. Uh, and Ronaldo is having a photo shoot with Annie because why not? And Annie's grumpy Annie again. Um, we find out that, uh, you know, she never pays attention to them. She never notices her. I do kind of like that little line there from Annie. But basically she kicks out of mum and dad, come back in two hours because she's having a photo shoot. Although we get that really terrible line when she's like, this is a closed shoot. And then we get weird, creepy Ronaldo. Sean, I'll send you copies. Um, it's just weird. I don't know what's going on right now. Just like, again, this episode, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's just uh, exactly. Yeah, I just don't really understand what's going on. Um, you know, I never really got this level of resentment um, from Annie before. Like, it just feels a bit sudden. That, you know, suddenly, I, I guess you could say with the whole hair-eating situation that she was angry at Sean, but... I guess we kind of always insinuate, like, well, um, we just assumed that she was still on good terms with, um, with Julia. And, um, you know, I kind of think that a lot of that was maybe because of Teddy more than it was about Sean. Like, it, it just doesn't quite all feel right to me that she kind of just hates both of her parents all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Again, it just feels, as we've talked a lot, like a lot of these character motivations just feel rushed or kind of come out of nowhere or, yeah, it just, doesn't kind of feel right to me. It's, it's kind of that superficial side of her that was around with Eden. So, um, yeah, I mean, it has disappeared. And we should, we should kind of also mention that as much as we're kind of, yay, we're not going to see Julia till the penultimate episode. This is actually the third last time we'll ever see Annie. She's not coming back until <laughs> the second last episode. So boo for that. But, um, just slightly, uh, point that out at least, uh, right now with this. Um, uh, where are we up to now? Um, Sean is, um, he's got water. He's talking to Christian about how Matt is, um, 
Yeah, that's that's. I don't really have. What have I written here? Oh, he's oh he's mentioning about losing his kids. Never mind. There's just really not a lot going on here to talk about in this episode. Um, <laughs> and we then see Matt getting moved to another cell, and this guard has money, and then uh, Kessler's there and waiting for him. And like, what is with this prison? That basically this woman, the the police officer, is there who got the money from Christian, but. Are we implying that she's evil or somehow she got a... I don't even understand how this guard is essentially got Kessler in the cell with him and then he just bashes the crap out of poor Matt. So, I mean, I will say one thing about this. It's kind of... It's edited in a way that it's very confronting, I think, the way they kind of cut away from the cell and we just hear the screams of Matt. So... There is a glimmer of Ryan Murphiness there and kind of, you know, that you're, you're enjoying it. Well, not enjoying it, but you're kind of taken away from the scene. So, gotta have a bit of a, a props there. But, um, it's just, I don't understand the logic behind this guard having the money that Christian gave the, the woman. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's all, again, it just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting as well. Like, I wonder if, I suppose Matt was like, where are we in the Matt story as well? Like, has he been convicted? Has he pleaded guilty? Um, You know, is he kind of serving a term? Like, we don't kind of really know. Like, I I think we're assuming that he's maybe pled guilty and he's serving out a term. I just did a real quick Google search of like average sentences for armed robbery in California. So we're kind of maybe looking like two to five years in prison, um, which seems like quite a lot. Um, But, Having said that, you know, both his parents are doctors. Um, he is white, you know, like I imagine he's probably on the lower side of that, you know, first term, first time offense, you know, so I imagine he's probably not in for a really, really long stretch in prison. And would he be in a maximum security prison? That's the other thing, too. Like, I don't know, I guess armed robbery. Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it does feel like maybe this isn't a prison he would have ended up in. I think, you know, like the, the whole thing is that, you know, whenever prison shine on TV and stuff like this, it's like, you know, everybody's getting raped and, you know, and, and that's probably not quite true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just find it like a really big leap in terms of the Matt storyline. And I can't really place where he is in terms of the stuff. Like to me, I feel like he's probably in remand, you know, like yeah. that's kind of where the story is. He probably hadn't even gone you know, to, to kind of, um, been sentenced yet. And he's already getting raped in prison. Like that just, that doesn't feel likely to me. I mean, I don't know enough about it, but it just, it doesn't quite feel like it, it is real to me. Yeah. That's a very good point because again, it just goes into what we've said. Maybe the key issue with continuity in Tuck is timing and sort of, you know, real world time doesn't seem to be a factor in this show. And we don't know how much time has passed, uh, from, you know, two weeks ago, um, till now in terms of him being arrested to now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's kind of like, you know, we never really find out about this sentencing and everything along those lines. So, you know, it feels again, this could be explored more a little bit rather than just jumping straight to breast, you know, implants. And again, like if he's only in remand or like if he's been like, why automatically are they letting him get breast implants? So, um, it's odd. It's strange. And can we also just establish, we're now, what, probably about halfway, quarter of the way through this episode, and still nothing on the cliffhanger about Kimber and Christian. <laughs> like, what's going on with these two? 
Um, yeah, and, and and let me just go back to the point that I made at the end of the last episode, which was this is this is labelled as Alexa Stone two. You know, I think for me, I think I expected a lot of setup in that last episode, and this should be all payoff. We should not be starting new storylines, and literally almost everything we've got in this episode so far is a new storyline. So you know, you're right. It's kind of like 15 minutes into this episode or whatever, we haven't seen Alexis yet. I mean, obviously she's about to come up, so that's fine. But you know, it's a long time to go without having seen this character who's actually the title of the show is named after um we haven't you know we've started to resolve the kind of um the um the court case with uh, erica i've forgotten her name hmm. momentarily there which is probably tells you everything you need to know <laughs> um yeah so i mean for me it's just yeah the pacing on this episode is not great either well we're about to see alexis because she's right now uh there to talk about everything that's happened and essentially, uh, we find out that she wants boobs again because, uh, she's discovered in her post-op surgery, which again, she's recovered miraculously quickly, um, that she, um, <laughs> she just got a penis she's had a- attached. Yeah, she got yeah, her exactly. breast yeah, removed she's just- and she's already working and trying to pick up guys again. What the hell? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Everything you're saying is correct. Like, I know that we, you know, sometimes we can get a little bit obsessed with the timelines on the show and, you know, we probably don't need to get overly worried about it. But this is one of the cases where I think, like, we should be getting worried about this because, yes, this is <laughs> this is an extreme surgery. And didn't he just say in the last episode, like, this is probably going to be like a, a three to six month recovery period? Mm-hmm. Like, they literally see that on the show like it wasn't even like we are left to kind of you know surmise that ourselves it is literally said on the show yeah and i mean what are we then meant to believe if six months have passed let's be honest let's i mean we had that didn't we have that um the subtitles say on one of these episodes recently like three months later or how many weeks it was later we had that in one of these episodes so like let's be honest if it's six months okay then so matt's gone through the court system he's been convicted he's in jail uh, you know, this court system has been fighting so long for the custody of the kids, and, you know, fair enough, if that's actually a thing, then have the subtitles on the screen saying six months later, and then maybe it can be believable. Um, but she's already yeah. here, wanting her... Bo- and is that even logical? Again, I'm no doctor, and I, I'm sure, again, as we always establish, all our plastic surgeons listening to this show, I would love to clarify this. If I was to have become a woman, if I had have gone through complete gender transformation, I got breast implants, and then I reverse that and got my breasts removed, is it safe, even if it had been six months, to then automatically put them back in again? I feel my skin would not be able to cope with the stretch of the skin, because she's got fairly large breasts. So, like, there's a stretching involved there. I mean, it's just... it. I don't... Ugh. It's not working, Nick. What's happening with this show? Ryan Murphy wrote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, yes, it's just like, to me, I guess, like some of the stuff that we kind of think makes a show good is just not here in season six. Like the, it, Basically, the, we're just missing a huge amount of attention to detail, um, and we're supposed to just go with them with these massive, like, gaps in logic, and I guess that's the that's the heartbreaking part, is that, you know, we know these guys are better than this, and, yeah, it, it's just really disappointing to see, like, the, you know, you'd love to see the show go out on a high, but unfortunately it does feel at the moment like we're kind of just, we're limping our way through, and I just, I want to make that point again, is that we actually don't have 
have any real storylines going on here. I mean, we've got the the you know the um, the custody stuff going on, but if if you as a first time viewer think that that's what's going to take up the rest of this season, then you've got to be insane. Like that is clearly not something that they're going to be playing out long term because that's not what the show's about. So, for all intents and purposes, we just don't really have any storylines happening here. So, yeah, it's just it's it's very very frustrating because we know that they can do better than this. And we then move on. Essentially, well, actually, one thing I'll just say quickly is that I, that I do again like with this situation, which again I feel could have been explored because as somebody who has no, I guess, experience or exposure to the transgender community, when sort of Christian utters that sentence, when he's like, you know, will you just make your mind up? And kind of she, her response is like, that's very offensive. That's like calling a, you know, a, a black person the N-word. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that is something that I would like to see explored more. I want to learn about that. Like, cause I, I didn't know that. So yeah. that is something that I yeah, feel yeah. could have been touched on. And as you've alluded to, like, this is something that nowadays is, is being explored a lot more. And this, again, you could say is slightly ahead of its time when you're exploring this. But again, I, I, I had no clue that, that was a thing, but it's just kind of brushed over pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it just feels like we, we just, we focus on the wrong things in this episode. You know, like the stuff that's actually interesting and we would like to get into. Like, people aren't watching the show to, to see, like, you know, Matt become a prison bitch. That's, that's not what we're here for. Like, it, it, that might be an interesting kind of subplot. Um, you know, but it, it's not what we're here for. We're here for the surgeries and the, those kind of interesting moral dilemmas that come from plastic surgery. Um, and I guess you could potentially say that that's what we're getting with the Matt storyline. But to me, it's just like that is just not what I'm here to watch. I'm here to watch the other stuff. And it almost seems like we, we've applauded this show plenty of times to kind of having a theme of the episode that kind of, you know, goes through it. But, like, to me, the theme of this episode is that two people want boobs and kind of just it all connects into <laughs> it. Um, and then, essentially, we now have this scene where Christian goes to visit Matt in uh, prison hospital and Matt's basically like, give me the boobs. <laughs> so, uh, he's like, give me the boobs or I'll die. Uh, how bad is the California correctional system if this is just getting away, like Christian reported this, rightfully so, I feel as though like he needs to take this to a higher authority. Wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger governor in two thousand and nine? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is something that it was actually happening. There would be a high level of uh, you know reportage you could do for this. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just as I said before, I think the whole thing about prison bitches and things like that. I think that I'm I'm not saying it's not a problem, but. I think it's one of those things that the media likes to hype up and, you know, I'm not sure that it's exactly like that. Um, there's actually a really good show if you kind of want to watch some stuff like this. Um, and, um, if I wasn't a complete idiot, I'd know the name of it now. Um, oh, the night of it's called, um, which is just, it's like a mini series, um, like a one season show. Um, and it kind of just, you know, basically kind of shows this guy who gets wrongly imprisoned and then ends up, um, going through the prison system and, you know, comes out the other side as, as, you know, a horrible version of himself you know all for a, a crime he didn't commit type of thing and you get to kind of see i think what prison is probably a lot more like which is that these guys have to basically become in a gang you know but i, I i'm not sure that everybody's kind of raping everybody and you know like to me it just it just feels like we go from zero to a hundred with matt like uh, you know like it just feels like the quickest way to show matt is struggling in prison is to have him been raped you know um and i just don't feel that that is really 
it just doesn't feel genuine to me. And you know, I think the whole thing that we got on the with the with the whole Matt going to prison storyline was that this guy has to pay for what he's done. Um, and so you should actually you you shouldn't feel sorry for Matt at this point. And you know, and I know it's complicated, but I think the whole thing of bringing it back to uh, poor Matt is it's the wrong time. This guy actually you know held up a number of you know convenience stores or whatever. You know, like he did some pretty shitty things, and he should probably be punished for that. And we shouldn't immediately be starting to feel sorry for him again it just feels like the wrong time to be doing that yeah no i i agree with that that's a very good point um then we kind of oh god um just bear with me while i utter these words that are about to come out of my mouth so sean is looking for a house he finds a nice one it's a bit (laughs) expensive him and julia kiss they have sex sean has then bought cocaine from christian who christian has bought it from a stripper and wants to plan it on Ronaldo, to which Julia supposedly flushes it down the toilet. So, the whole thing that's lost in all of this is that Christian knows a cocaine dealer and has bought cocaine <laughs> pretty easily without getting caught. And I want to see this. I want to see Christian going to a seedy stripper person and buying cocaine. Like, we, we mentioned last week about how Christian's not involved in protecting the kids here or trying to help them fight for custody. His sole go-to is, oh, guess what, Sean? I know Bluebell down at the local strip club. She's got a dealer. Let me get half a kilo of cocaine for you and we can plan it on that Italian creep. Like, again, it's just gelled over so quickly that they've been involved in buying, you know, illegal narcotics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it is like when you just read out exactly what happened, um, it does play out like daytime soap, doesn't it? Just like ridiculous. And I mean, oh, did we need to have these two having sex again? I mean, was that, was that necessary? I mean, just like, and, and I know you skipped over it quickly because you really don't want to no. talk about it. So I won't, be, I won't belabor the point. Um, but you know, like, is there another way? We, like, why do we have to do that? Like, there is just no need for that. Um, oh, it's, it's so annoying. Like, it just it adds nothing to the story. Um, and you know, anybody who's interested in seeing Sean and Julia back together at this point, you, I think you're watching the wrong show. Um, you know, because that's just not what the focus of the show has been for a long time. So we've all moved on from that. Like, why on earth are we going back there again? And yes, the whole thing with cocaine is like. What? Like, is there not an easier way to frame somebody but to get cocaine? It's like, oh my god! It's just yeah, it's a complete, it's a complete clusterfuck. And speaking of clusterfucks, because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're just about to find out that Ronaldo's a pedo when he's jerking off into Annie's panties. Now, could we not have had this as a setup? Like, have them set him up as a pedophile? Like, maybe that's what they could have done. I don't know. Like, it just this comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Like, it's just, even in the scene where kind of, like, he's photographing Annie, like, I feel like that's meant to be implied. It's a bit creepy because we've got the music and Annie's posing. But, like, Annie at this point is, what, 12, 13? Now, I'm not, I mean, that's still too young to obviously be sexually suggestive. I'm not saying that's old enough. But this would be a lot creepier if she was, like, 8 or 9. So I I feel like that's lost in what it's meant to be earlier because all of a sudden we've just got Ronaldo here getting off in in some child's panties and... And even then, it's not explicitly confirmed if anything happened. Because it's not like Annie comes out and just says, no, he didn't do anything. Annie's just kind of like, you're just jealous because he spends more time with me. It's just kind of like, so he did? Like, we know Annie's, like, given blowjobs for attention before. 
So it's kind of almost like Annie's almost something happening. I don't get it. Where did this come from? <laughs> yes, I mean, that's the big problem here is why introduce this new character and just to kind of have the, like there's no setup like the complete waste of time um and look i think i said last time is that it just feels like what's the quickest way you can make this guy unlikable and that's to make him you know like somebody who's into into young girls you know like that it feels like there is no quicker way to do that other than to do what sean and, and julia were planning on doing which is to plant drugs on him it's either dr- drugs or pedophilia there's those are the two things that are, are the, the quickest way to make somebody um completely unforgivable so yeah it's just yeah it just i i just i'm so angry because it's just been a waste of our time, you know, two episodes where all of this is just pointless, you know, because who is this character? I mean, we just don't care about him. So, uh, yeah, the the least said about this, the better, really. And then it's just random that Erica just shows up and it's like, oh, by the way, uh, the whole custody thing, it's done with. My husband, like, jerked off in Annie's panties. Bye. Um, and then it's just basically see ya, which is all of a sudden, very shortly, going to lead to Julia planting drugs on <laughs> sorry i can't help but laugh at the ridiculousness of where we're about to go with this storyline um but oh I, do you have anything to say on erica basically like, i don't even know where to begin with this because i feel like sean and julia are almost too calm here this is sean who punched this guy because all he said to him was like oh she's gonna get the love she deserves i'm sure with sean's track record of punching people if you just find out that my daughter potentially was hanging around with an Italian pedophile, I'm pretty sure Sean's going to go and smack the living shit out of this guy. Yes, yes, I would agree so. But to me, I just think, what was the point of bringing Vanessa Redgrave in here for two episodes? Like, was it just a cameo? Yeah, you know, last season, you know, let's just get some of our quote unquote favourites back for you know, like you know, one last you know scene or episode or whatever um before we finish the show because obviously the way this episode ends it's it's pretty clear we're not going to see her and that's the end of her um is it i hope it, it is. is um but yeah and and you know i think it's one of the yeah we thank god um but yeah i just feel like there it just feels pointless like there was no need to have her here like nobody was screaming out for oh we've got to have erica back on the show before it ends you know nobody was saying that so yeah, I mean, just ultimately, it's just a waste of time. And it just feels like we've just treated water for two episodes just for, for no good reason. We're no, we're no further, you know, down the road with any kind of story. Um, and, yeah, and so off she goes and, and, and that's the end of it. So I, I guess I'm kind of glad that this is over, but I just feel like, why did we even do it to begin with? I, look, I, I'm not completely anti erica having one more appearance i just think it's a dumb way to bring her back so i mean i think they could have done something better with it i just don't like the fact they bring her back as this evil person who wants to steal the kids away and then kind of in a way just gets you know planted as a drug mule we'll get to anyway i don't know what i'm saying with that um well sorry go ahead well i mean just just go just to cut it in yeah just to kind of go back to the point I made in the last episode is that if you if you think it's a good idea to bring this Erica character back, um, you know what's a good way of doing it? You know, Sean's obviously got himself in a situation, um, you know, where he's swung out too far, and you know he's been admitted to a psychiatric ward, and the only way he can get out is 
you know, a, a psychiatrist kind of signing him, him as being okay. And Erica says, I'll do it if you give custody to, full custody to Julia. And then she takes the kids and that's the, you know, like, to me that feels like a tidy way of bringing Erica in for one episode, maybe two episodes. Um, she's not a focal point of it. It doesn't go off on some wild tangent that leads to nowhere. It kind of ties back into the story. Um, so to me, I think that was a really obvious way to do that if you really want to bring this character back in and yeah they just they, the way they do it's just pointless and it wastes everybody's time yeah and i think yeah you touched on something there because i think kind of one thing that we haven't really established is that we just forgotten that essentially two episodes ago sean technically tried to kill himself and this is just basically gelled over um, you know, I mean, it was kind of passed off as a bit of a joke by Christian last episode and Julia was so shocked about it. And then all of a sudden it's just kind of, yeah. So yeah, we're, <laughs> this is season six for you. We're just finding every imaginable plot hole and everything going along with this. Um, we should move on. Otherwise we're going to be talking about this for five hours because there's surgery to be done. Uh, Alexis, her skin is so great after one week that again, she's getting these boobs put back in. And then we kind of get this weird cut that's sort of implying that Matt's also getting the surgery, but it's more of a sort of a vision that Christian's having of what will it would be like if Matt is getting his um his boobs essentially um put in. Um so yeah, and I have to say, like when you the first time you watch this, I think it's you, you you for a moment you kind of think, oh shit, that Matt is actually getting these done. Yeah. You know, like it, um, you know, there is that moment where you actually do believe it. So um, I think it's kind of well shot in that way that you you actually are fooled for half a moment that Matt has actually gone through with this. Yeah, I agree. And then we get this sequence of um, Alexis basically asking for the, the anti Viagra. I guess it is. It stops you from getting an erection. Um, and then that kind of ding, ding, ding in Matt, uh, Christian's head. And we see him going into prison where he gives drugs to, um, Matt, which again, cause in prison, they'd never search you at all before you go in to see anybody. So, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it just happens to be there. But I mean, it's, it's an interesting setup, I guess. But again, the thing I don't get with Alexis is she doesn't want to get an erection so that she can pass off as still being a woman to straight guys like, I mean, you know, guys still want to touch certain areas when they get to certain aspects of a relationship. And I think I'd be a bit suspicious if I'm with a woman who's always just like, oh, just touch my bum. Don't touch the front part, erection or not. So <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think that's going to help you there, love. I'm <laughs> just speaking from a guy's perspective. Yeah, I think there's going to be a very niche market for what what she's into, you know, like. I want guys that like the look of me as a woman, but still want me to have a penis. I'm sure there's a market for that out there, but I've got to imagine it's a fairly small market. It's it's sort of like what we had with Cherry Peck with, you know, Matt, when he went to the bar and picked her up. Like, you know, he thought she was a woman and then it got to that and then Matt punched the shit out of her because Matt reacted that way. So, yeah. Anyway, um, but... Julia all of a sudden is back with Erica because she's got to help her pack for her trip to Milan. And then Julia basically says, you're dead to me when I close the cab door. You are, that's me closing the coffin. Can I just point out, I end it here. They, this is a dramatic enough scene. Like, play it off more dramatic. Have the really tense music and kind of, this is where you end Erica, right here. Have it. So Julia says, you're dead to me. That's that's an ending for a character. You don't need what's to follow. So 
Oh, it's just, again, Ryan Murphy wrote this episode. No, Ryan, no. I think they probably think this is a lot cleverer than it actually is. Yes. You know, like you're right. Like it would be, I think quite a, quite a, quite a good scene and a good button on this whole thing. If she's basically like, yeah, when I close that door, it's closing the little you cough. And I think it's, that's actually quite a good line. And, um, you know, like it's really harsh and it's meant to be harsh. And I think that that's, you know, I, I, I do think that that is effective and I wish they had ended it there. Like, I can see what they're trying to go for with this final scene of Erica, but to me, it just feels like one step too many. It's just, it's just not needed, you know, like, unless you really want to, you know, bring it home that we've never seen this character again. And I'm not sure there's anybody who definitely wanted that. It just feels, yeah, one too many. Um, and yeah, this in itself isn't, isn't such a bad scene. Hmm. Well. Yeah, I think it had more potential than it does. Because like, I think you summed it up well there, <laughs> that they think they're being more clever than they are. Uh, and I remember watching this episode for the first time, thinking this yeah. was just absolutely ridiculously dumb with what they do. Um, and it does not hold up at all, you know, 10 years later, essentially. Meanwhile, Matt in prison. Uh, so um, we see Kessler showing up with the box. He's bought him some nice underwear. And obviously he's a bit shitty that uh, he hasn't got the boobs yet, but um, he is grumpy. He can't get it up. Um, so Matt then wants to give him um, some ho-hos, I think, aren't they? Yeah, ho-hos, uh, which I've had. They're quite interesting food. Um, and he's trying to drug him, basically, because this is where he's got those uh, the pills that Christian snuck him. He drops the drugs. Uh, Kessler essentially says, because... Kessler's Mr. Smart when it comes to what drugs do, uh, that they give um, this to rapists, that castrates them, and he essentially is still going to rape him with a, what is it, a plunger or something. Like, why is that in their cell? Like, they could make a weapon out of that for a guard. <laughs> like, what is with the California prison system in this show? Um, and essentially this leads to Matt killing Kessler. So, um, like mother, like son, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like father, like everyone in this family kills people and just gets away with it. Um, <laughs> and just uh, talk about this scene now. Cause I just want to talk about the ridiculous scene last because it's dumb. And I, you know, I think this again is actually, it's quite tense. It's quite dramatic. And again, listen to John Hensley's interview did where he talks about this. But, um, I, I mean, it's, it's lost in this episode. Like it, this should be the cliffhanger. This should be the end of this episode. And I think you get a bit of effectiveness out of this because, you know, Matt sort of goes out of his way to end the situation. And as much as I've ripped into the acting of these last two episodes, there's no faulting the acting here. This is a brilliantly shot scene. And again, we've got problems with this storyline about Matt being in the situation in the first place. But I mean, this is tense. It's, you know, it's dramatic. Um, you know, the guy playing Kessler does a great job here too. So for such a shit episode, I think that, again, this is still a dramatic, intense scene that sort of still holds its own. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to, to kind of get behind the scenes of, of what the what the implications are if you kill somebody in prison. Like, you know, 
know, if if there's anything that kind of happens to you, you know, if it's just like, oh, well, you know, like you were provoked and, you know, let's move on. Or if there's, because I imagine it's not just as simple as that, you know, there has to be an investigation. So, you know, Matt's potentially going to end up in even more trouble. But, you know, I don't think it's something that we really follow up on as we go forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, but you're right. It is a, it is a good scene. Um, it, it, it works well for me. Um, and, yeah, it, it is interesting that, you know, you kind of talk about that these guys are quite prepared to kill it. You know, it's quite a quite a big deal, you know, to be prepared to do something like that, even in the dire situation that, that Matt's in. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an effective scene. I do like it, and, and that's probably all I need to say. Sadly, we end with a scene that is not likable and is terrible, and it is up there with the fact that Julia, remember she murdered someone back... Uh, in Sour Perry, and she thought it was her mother. Uh, now she has set her mother up as a drug mule. Uh, so we see Erica in the airport. She gets her bag searched, which, I mean, you don't really get your bag searched that much unless something, like, she's just got clippers and everything. So, anyway, I've, I've been to airports in America, and they generally scan your bags, and if they see something, like if they saw those clippers or whatever in a bag, they would generally ask you to open it for you. They don't generally search your bag like that unless you land somewhere and you need to go through it. So, anyway. Um, and they find half a kilo. That is not half a kilo. Uh, that is a tiny little bag for being half a kilo. How heavy is that cocaine? Um, and Julia has planted the cocaine on her mother. Um, <laughs> it's just dumb. Can I just say that sentence again? Julia has planted cocaine on her mother. And this is the last we ever see of her, the last we ever hear of it. So not only has Julia gotten away with murdering a stranger after a horrific plane accident in Florida, she's also gotten away with planting drugs on her mother, which I'm sure, uh, you know, she would be fighting because she's one of the renowned child experts in the country. It's just beyond dumb. Like, it is just... Oh, I, I just... Words do not describe how dumb this ending and this storyline and this cliffhanger is. Well, I think to kind of make that point is that, you know, if we're going to kind of follow this through to its conclusion is that, um, you know, the first thing that Erica is going to say is what, I mean, she would be immediately suspicious of um, Julia's involvement in packing her bags for her um, because, you know, that's the thing they say at the airports, you know, did you pack your own bag? And immediately she would go, no, my daughter packed that bag for me. Um, and, you know, she would probably explain a little bit about that, the reasons why her daughter might have to, to plant this here. And Julia's fingerprints may be on yes. that container. So, you know, I think but if you actually went through this, as I think Erica's probably got a case, um, you know, so I don't think it's as simple as, you know, Erica just gets thrown in prison and that's the end of it. So, yeah, I mean, Erica's been a bitch for sure in these two episodes, but um, Worthy have been in prison for the rest of her life for, for something like this. Like, that seems a bit unnecessary for Julia to do, to say the least. Plus, I think there's massive plot. Like, this should actually, if you're really following this through, this should now open up into a massive kind of, this should be where the story goes from here um, because it's quite a massive deal. And the fact that it's just like, oh, well, we're now just, you know, sweep it under the carpet and move on is completely the wrong impulse. It just, you know, like, if, if you're going to go with the scene, then you have to follow through on it, and they don't. So yeah, just pisses me off. And that's generally the first question they will ask you. They will say, did you pack this bag yourself, ma'am? And that's when she's like, oh, no, my daughter packed it for me. So, okay, well, uh, we've found drugs in here. You know, like, exactly. Like, it's just, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Bennett, 
I don't need to say anything. I've put this as the third worst episode in the history of Nip Tuck. Only Granville Trap and Sal Perry are worse to me than this episode. Um, case closed. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think I need to add too much more. It's most certainly a bin for me. Um, you know, all the problems that we had on that last episode are, are, are probably all here and quite often they're, they're worse. Um, it just feels, as I think I've said a few times now, it just feels like it wasn't worth my time watching these two episodes. Like, even when you get a bad episode in Nip Tuck, if it just nudges the story forwards a little bit, as you can kind of live with it, even if it is a bin, but these don't even have any story to push forwards. Like, they actually distract from what, you know, could be a storyline going forwards. They actually take away rather than kind of push a storyline forwards. Like, this is two episodes we could have actually done something different with that added to the overall storyline. And so now, you know, we're, we're at the end of, what's this, episode seven. So, you know, we're, we're closing in on halfway through the season and kind of really nothing's happened all that much except the Matt stuff and I guess the Teddy stuff. Like, it just feels like we're now going quite a few episodes with really nothing important happening and not only is nothing important happening but it's boring and uninteresting and poorly acted and not bad not well written and you know basically every problem is here at the moment yeah (laughs) you know i I just you know the other thing too that i often say about nip tuck is even on a bad episode if it's still fun to watch i'm still with you you know like can um, you know, potentially that might be where we're heading in the next couple of episodes is that you may not love what you're going to get, but we get back to a lot more of a sense of fun. And there's just nothing fun in this episode. Like, there's just there's not, nothing. And, yeah, I mean, to me, it's, I, I'm, I'm here for a good time when I watch these episodes, if nothing else, and, and that's definitely not something that's here. Couldn't agree more. And, um, yeah, so all these burgeoning plot lines that you've been loving from these last two weeks are going to go so many places next week. So remember the the cliffhanger from the first part of this episode when Christian and Kimber were going to get back together? Because, oh, God, I loved how much they explored that this episode. It was great. Um, next week, Sean becomes Ken. He loses his penis. Christian sleeps with a fat woman. That's about all you need to know, right? <laughs> but yeah and, and just to kind of back up exactly on what i was just saying that um i think there is a sense of fun in this next episode yes. you know like a, a, we do get to back to i think what makes nip tuck a fun show to watch is you know it, it's it's um it's funny you know there's some some good characters um you know christian getting himself into trouble which is always good fun so um but my complaint is still there that i don't think we really get any storyline um so yeah, but but overall, I'm going to be having more more fun watching the ne- the next episode than I have with this one. Mm. Yeah, there definitely is some funness in the next episode, but again, we're still season six funness, which isn't really a lot. Um, that's next week. Actually, uh, again, at the time of recording this and the way we're planning this, it'll technically be in two weeks. Next week is Christmas Day, uh, at least when we're scheduling this. So the following week, New Year's Day, is when we will have that. Happy 2019. You'll have your new episode there. But uh, in the meantime, if you're listening to this, not when these have been released, um, we just ignore those dates because this has just dated it for you completely out of the way that you don't need to have it dated. But like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on all the relevant channels. Please leave us some feedback. 
uh, on the relevant channels as well. We would love to hear what you're thinking of. And you always can message us on Facebook. If you search for the Oz Network, send us a message, leave us a comment, and also the email address, which we never advertise, theoznetwork at hotmail.com. And theoznetwork.net is where you can find all these episodes in one spot. If you've missed any, you want to go back and listen to them. And remember, Nip Tuck used to have good episodes. That's another way you can do that as well. But uh, we do thank you for sticking by with us at this point. We've only got about uh, 12 episodes to go of Nip Tuck, and then we're going to be going into our recaps of the entire series. So we're very much at the pointy end, and uh, things just sadly are getting pointier and pointier in the eyeballs as we go along. My name is Ben, and you think just because I can't get hard, I won't want to bang that tight little succulent ass of yours? <laughs> and uh, my name's Nick, and uh, French Horn, isn't he a little young? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.